0: 100 Marathon Club by Darren Smith. You weren't there, man. You weren't there. The endless darkness of the cows. The glow stick, the glow the glow the glow the glow Race to the Stones will forever be etched in my memory. In July 2016, I found myself at the start line of the 100k race across the Ridgeway for what was only my fifth marathon. Or above, and just nine months into my marathon quest. Although it wasn't really the well formed, focused march towards a goal that it is now. I was being pulled along by currents, afloat in the sea of twitter running communities, and and excited by new things. I was a ship without a rudder, somehow staying afloat and loosely on target, but lost in the fog of social media. The 100 Marathon Club journey has given me a purpose and drive. It gives me motivation to complete races no matter what. And since formally starting the quest, and this was like several years into my marathon journey, I've only had one DNF. I mean, sure, there were a few early, but only one since I started the quest. And that was down to the conditions at Greenman45 that, you know, there was just no way that I could continue with my shoes as they were. I now make sensible choices regarding when and where I race, although Covid did ruin that for quite a while. I used to say that I wouldn't rerun races as there, there were just so many out there. Why would you do it? Well, that has changed. I mean, sure, there was Athens 2018. It was the first time that I went back to race a marathon. But that was an exceptional circumstance as far as I was concerned. I had to go back and share the joy with Lou and Jenny and Keith and Darsen to experience it with someone else, to prove that it wasn't a flash in the pan in 2016 when I ran it solo. Lockdown and the cancellation of races meant that I had to change my plans over the last few years over and over again, to a point of racing anything I could find. I ran six races between Lockdown 1 and Lockdown 2 in 2020 and those were the only races that I completed. I now discovered, due to them, new race companies such as Freedom Racing and Ultraviolet Running, and since then I've run all the races that both those companies put on. I am continuing with this as we head deeper into 2021. All three Freedom Races, the, the Hurtwood 50, the North Downs Ridge and the Serpent Trail, have been run and Ultraviolet's Round Reading Ultra, my first race of 2020, is up at the end of the month. And then there's this, number 58, the Race to the Stones Day 1, 10th of July 2021. After two days of Race to the King, where the first day was a mere 23 miles, screwing with my 21 in 21 plan, I felt awful. Sure, I can take the physical element of the race, but the mental fatigue combined with no sleep whilst camping means that I look back on it as a negative experience. It prompted me to firstly swap the Cotswold Way uh, 100 a week later for the South Coast Challenge in September, and second, it prompted me to bin day two of Race to the Stones and instead focus on a comfy, easy cuddle pie of a single 50k with all the checkpoints and happiness from before i even had a race vest bought for me specifically for this race on it is blazoned the motto if found in the bar please return to the race which is fair given last time out uh, as i did in fact end up at the pub early on although between you and me dear listeners it also kind of the thought of it you know, forced me to go into the pub or or would force me to go into the pub if I wore it this year and so I decided against it. I would not be wearing it for the race. Not limited to my race calendar, plans around the race were fluid too. Trains and hotels were switched again and again with the aim of getting to the start and the registration tent to pick up my single day pack, rather than have the two-day pack sent to me they kept my start time of seven thirty, and so i needed to get there beforehand to pick up my race pack drop off my bag and get my bib and all of that before the race i started originally by booking a train to oxford and a hotel there on the motorway on the way to luke and on the start but this was soon changed to a train to high wickham and a hotel in the town centre with the idea that a lift from fellow runners would be available and if not it was just an 11 mile drive in a taxi to the farm in Luknor I was ready, choosing a familiar race, dropping it down to a single 50k and picking a hotel closer and in a busier town with a potential lift and this made everything so much easier I felt like I was taking the path of least resistance to what can only be described as the easy life. Yeah, easy life ultra-running. Who was I kidding? It was a carbon copy of this year's Race to the King. The email, the uh, COVID pass uh, that they issued me after filling in a questionnaire was checked on the way in. My temperature was checked on the way in and no not directly. I was issued a coloured wristband, which denotes your flavour of race, whether it's 100k all the way, 50k day one then camping, 100k over two days with camping, or 50k then home. My option. And this colour corresponded with the baggage truck, and also where you could find your bag at the end. Mine was, and quite fortunately, in the main marquee, and my change from the two-day 100k, or weekender, as it's known in threshold parlance, to just 50k on day one, meant that I had to find the race HQ info tents and get a new bib before I could join the zigzag of runners working their way through the start pens on their way out. I could do this regardless of time, as the new bib I was issued had no start time printed on it. Not that anyone was checking anyway, like they do at ultra-challenge races. And then I was off, joining 2,800 people, including Rachel Vernon and Lewis. No, Lewis. Lewis wasn't there for once. No, there was no Lewis. But there was JK, and there was Claire, and lots of others, Jeff Shaw, and people from social media that I knew. But... This was not before being forced to put on my Salomon waterproof as it started raining, only to take it off about 600 yards into the first field because it was making me sweat like a monkey. Oh, let's talk footwear. And for a second race in a week, I decided to go for road shoes. The, ra- the road shoes that finished uh, the serpent trail caked in mud were thrown into the air. Uh, thrown into the washing machine after my cleaner pleaded me uh, to do it, uh, and I'd decided to, uh, to wear them again, swayed by both JK and Rachel, who were also wearing road shoes, regardless of the potential mud and swamp. I'd also seen on social media that there were inches of standard water, but I ignored that too. And, for nostalgia, given how much nostalgia rules my life at times, I wore the same Adidas Climacool t-shirt that I wore in 2016 when I ran this race, for the sake of making very interesting side-by-side photo collages where a thin me in 2016 is on one side and a fat me from 2021 is on the other. And so we started... And that is the first five kilometers done and dusted. My ankles are killing me uh, after starting it on grass. Uh, But they're kind of easing off now. Uh, Yeah, I decided to wear road shoes. And I decided to wear my top from five years ago. Well, the same style, not necessarily the same top. And uh, yeah, makes me feel fat. I saw Ali Mabry twice. And both times, you know, she asked me how I was. I said I was slightly beaten. I asked how she was. She gave me a hug. Um, And she was, you know, it's wonderful to see these people out on the race. I haven't seen Ali for such a long time. Maybe not since St Ictids, to be fair. I saw her after I'd been running uh, a few miles in single file on a single person wide path that meant you had to move as fast as the rest of the human conga that you had inadvertently joined. So it's raining now, uh, I've just gone through 10K, uh, a bit slippery now, a bit wet, a bit cold, but I've moved uh, my bib to my stomach so that at least my belly's gonna be hiding for photographs. I saw quaint village pubs including the one i stopped at in 2016 but i did not go in like i said i'd been gifted by jenna a a vest that said if found at the bar please return to the race which is funny and brilliant but i didn't wear it which was okay as i didn't stop at the pubs this time round. i had a mission i wanted to beat the time from last time I'm running stones I'm running stones I'm running down running stones <laughs> No idea where that tune's in my head Badger Holes And no, that's not an insult aimed at the more hairy listeners um, It was a genuine hazard on some of the undulating single person wide paths for a section Big red signs warning you of Badger Holes before Badger Holes being on the on the ground and actually potential leg breakers. Badger holes I'm pointing at you guys now. Badger holes. About fifteen kilometers in, I got injured. I was running through um, through some of these single paths and then I came out a single wide single person wide paths and, and then I sort of came out into a wooded area, lots of roots on the floor, like angled twisting roots and stones and mud and and then something went in my leg. Sort of the sort of like the lateral side of my shin bone on my right leg, sort of halfway up. Um, and it just it, it just went. It felt like it had been stabbed and and from then on it it changed my race. Um, if you, I you mean, know, I've never touched wood, never, never been injured on a race before. I've, I've been. Oh, that's not true. That's not true. I ended up in a medical bus at uh, uh, comrades, and and I did my meniscus at London. So, a few times I've been injured, but not for a long time. Uh, and this one, you know, it slowed me down, but I was determined that it wouldn't stop me. that is 20k so far Uh, something uh, away to the woods the woods are single file muddy slippery Uh, loads of runners so you kind of get stuck in a train and uh, yeah so something in my white calf the front next to the shin just went twang and I'm in quite a bit of pain so I'm going to have to march it in or march until the pain goes away anyway 20k down there were fewer checkpoints i mean I, I remember there being nine so there must have been one every 10k back in 2016 so therefore they had to be 10 10k apart i'm guessing um but here there were just three you know and they were 15k apart um i guess threshold uh, not content with charging you 200 pound plus for the race uh been skimping a bit there you know saving the pennies after not being able to put on races for over a year, and that's halfway, 25k. Uh, definitely an injury in the in the white calf. It's beyond a niggle now. But um, I'm plodding on. Uh, made it halfway, just slipping and sliding because it's a bit mucky underfoot. But you know, halfway there. I saw Spencer Milbury twice too with his signature. White sunglasses. Once he was standing next to a sign that read, "Go, Claire." Although that may not have been race-related thinking about it, it may have been a less than subtle suggestion from my husband that he'd had enough. You know, I, I, you know, and before too long, you know, I, I, I was thirty-five k in. Booyah! Fifteen to go. Boonah. But I'm injured for sure. Although I have three weeks to the next one. And that's 40K. Um, in a bit of a field now. but uh, Yeah, limping my way to the end. 40K done. It's uh, one of those situations where your race plan just goes out the window. Uh, but it kind of has to when you get injured. My Whatever I've done to my leg needs seeing to. In the meantime, I'm gonna limp it in. Cotton fields were a popular photo op for the bedraggled congregation of runners, now almost all walking it as we hit the last 10k. The rains descended as the Boer Memorial could be seen in the distance. I remember it distinctly from 2016, although I could have sworn it was just after base camp, and not before it, and on the hill, where the marquee, sat there just three kilometers away it was a short three uh, three kilometers though there was no need for any mental help this time around i didn't need to stop and chat with anyone let alone buddy up with peter in 2016 race to the thrones was my first ultra and only my second trail race in 2021 all seven races and eight days of races have been ultras and all of them have been on trail. So I took that last hill in my stride and entered the campsite, taking the loop around the farm before running to the line and beating my previous time at Race to the Stones day one by 19 minutes. And somehow, in those horrible brown muddy shoes, finished with the exact same time as the serpent trail the week before and then as the rains hit and this was torrential at the point in time i grabbed my medal i found my bag i got changed i'd had a student shower basically i sprayed myself with deodorant uh, called a cab as i was waiting to be driven to didcot parkway for my train back to paddington and i also did what i did in 2016 and I binned the shoes that I wore. Back in 16 uh, these were La Sportiva Raptors and they were too heavy and cumbersome and, and they called, caused me endless grief. The Nike Flex, although I've loved them for many years, while they had served me well they'd now had it. They caused blisters at Serpent Trail the week before and they caused the same blisters on the same points here. So I need to break in new shoes for my next race, the Round Reading Ultra, in three weeks' time. And before that, or before that, you know, I was singing, I was running stones. But, though, you know, the, the chorus changed, and then I was limping stones. And then I was walking stones. But now, finally, I'm done with stones. Now, taxi... Take me to the station and don't spare the horses.